everyone and welcome to Let's Talk Disability, your one-stop place for all things disability, lifestyle and so much more. So today we're doing a little bit of a series. These will be put on the podcast on Apple Music, Spotify as bonus episodes. So if you didn't already know, I volunteer at a station called The Cat Extra. Now this is based in Crewe. Now this goes live on your DAB, goes live on the radio, on the internet and on here I interview a range of different interviewees who all have a story that they want to share whether that's raising awareness of a disability or a condition or helping out with mental health. These are all people who really just want to spread a message and for me I want to spread that message too so I'm putting their interviews on this podcast Now it won't be every week, however it will be a couple of times a month. So our interview next is by a person called James Barkley. Now you may know James from a podcast that I did in season one. Now James came into the Cat Extra studio late June to talk about his experience having autism and dyspraxia and also being a 999 call operator for the Northwest Ambulance Service. We also talked about his experience being a social media advocate for autism and dyspraxia and what he's been up to lately. I really hope you enjoyed this interview. It was a really interesting and fun one to record. So in the studio right now we have James Barkley. He's a social media advocate for a range of disabilities from autism to dyspraxia to ADHD and he's also a 999 call operator. So welcome James. Thank you Athena, thank you Sam, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Would you be able to introduce yourself and what your disabilities are? Yep, certainly. Hello everyone, my name's James. I've got autism and I've got dyspraxia. Uh, I also host a podcast called Beyond Disabilities and currently Beyond Disabilities Series X and where I like to spread awareness about different disabilities and educate the wider community about them. So how would you describe autism and dyspraxia in your own words and what it means to you? So I'll start with the autism because that's to me is the one that affects my life the most. It's also the most complex disability not just for me but for anyone with autism. Uh, so to me it was a, quite a challenge growing up. I was diagnosed uh, quite fortunately at two years old. Autism affected me a lot growing up, especially with hitting social milestones, socialising, also with the lack of confidence in myself and always just not believing in the things I can do. Uh, That's where my mum came in. She always uh, was a good support network and still is uh, and inspired me the confidence uh, to believe myself that I can do anything if I want to do. So over the years, the autism uh, with the autism, she helped me develop coping strategies, believe that I can do anything else that any neurotypical or anyone without a disability can do. So I still struggle occasionally. I'm nervous around new people and new situations because the routines are quite important to me. Now, I'm like you said, I'm working as a 999 emergency medical advisor, 999 call handler in Northwest Ambulance Service. I'm about to go on a solo holiday to America in September to Disney World. So yeah, I believe you can do anything. With my dyspraxia, that affects me more physically, tying shoelaces, uh, riding a bike. But again, similar over the years, developed uh, coping strategies. Like now, I passed my driving test uh, last year, and happy, even though I've been driving quite a long time now, I think since I started when I was 20 now, so nearly 11 years, and I passed my test last year. But it's just accepting that it, 
does take you longer to do certain things and to find your own way of doing things. Yeah, definitely. So what sort of advocacy work do you feel like you do for your community and have you seen any difference? The London 2012 Olympics, that gave me a lot of confidence. I think that's when I truly, really started accepting my disabilities because I think the Paralympics there were unlike any Paralympics beforehand. I think that's definitely set a legacy standard for people being more accepting of disabilities. But over the years, I always wanted to do something with disability and help spread awareness. So when I was at university at during COVID, doing my master's degree in TV production, we were set an assignment on worst case scenarios. So the assignment was something that you can do in your own home doesn't require a lot of equipment so it could be shot with your phone or anything Uh, that's when I thought you know what why not make a documentary about my autism and my disabilities last year it was I was on a mentoring program for emerging talent in the tv industry and I was paired up with a producer I wanted to continue beyond disabilities but I didn't have the resources when I left uni put our heads together and we kind of formed a plan for a second episode Uh, But this time in a more sort of home, uh, more one person in his phone friendly sort of way. And that's when the podcast uh, of Beyond Disputages truly started through the last, I'd say, last six months, I think, like especially like seeing more people like yourself, Athena, with your podcast, like people getting the confidence uh, to do media things, like whether that's go to a speak at public events like the Autism Show or make their own videos or short form content on YouTube and TikTok. Like definitely disabilities are being talked about. I know there's a lot of work to go, but it's definitely being seen on a more uh, wide scale platform around the world. So you mentioned you started a job as a 999 call handler. Did you get any accommodations or help regarding your dyspraxia and autism whilst working so honestly the northwest ambulance says who i work for just been absolutely amazing from day zero when i went for the interview so the interview comprised of two phases so the first was it was sort of it was a test i think it was a listening test to make sure that you can hear and retain information because that's important in the job uh, as a 999 call handler so with that they like made me aware of the test beforehand they explained to me what was going to happen so that was really helpful then after the second stage was the actual traditional interview it was a chat with two senior staff members so before that they took me into a separate room without asking they gave me the questions for the interview so I can prepare answers one thing I really struggle with like you know the anxiety around not knowing what to say or what possibly come up and when you research everything and anything that could come up in the interview so they were brilliant they just did it straight away without me having uh, to do it then after that I was successful and went on a six-week intensive training course. They were brilliant to that as well. They made every and any accommodation, suggested accommodations that I could make, whether or not that would work for me. They were very flexible. They would always like give me handouts of what the training session for that day was. Brilliant. And I really can't thank them enough, especially now in the job, my supervisors and the team leader and co- just colleagues around me, like they're aware that I have autism stature. Because for me, I know it's not the same for everyone. I'm always open and honest with disabilities front on, telling them that mm-hmm. like, I have autism and dyspraxia and uh, with the anxiety and depression as well. It's just something that I've always been open and honest with because I'd rather say that. And then if something comes up, then they can make accommodations but then no in advance but I know it's not the same for everyone well, that's amazing I'm glad you're having a great time with your Thank job you. and your bosses are quite accommodating are. do you have anything else that you'd like to add as the interview is coming to an end yeah I'll just say like, I know it's hard uh, if you've got a disability and don't be too disheartened if you're finding it difficult it's okay to not be okay and if you want to do something if you're 
and you, but you think your disability is going to hold you back. Try and find an alternative way of doing it or something similar to do. I know not, not, it's not the same with every disability. So, for example, I know traditionally people with dyspraxia might not uh, be encouraged to learn to drive or people with autism might not be uh, in public-facing jobs but there's no reason why you can't. If you want to do that, if you want to go to university, then there are help support and mechanisms and programmes in place that can mm-hmm. help. Like, like I said in the original documentary uh, a few years ago, it's because you have a disability, it doesn't mean you can't uh, achieve your hopes and dreams. And just uh, if you want to, you can go beyond your disability. Now, I hope you enjoyed that interview with James Barclay. It was a really fun one to film. It was actually the first time meeting James in person. I've known him for a couple of months via social media. We've had a few interactions. We've recorded two podcasts together, but we've never actually met in person. So that was an interesting fact for all my listeners listening right now. Now, if you're interested in hearing these interviews live rather than pre-recorded on the podcast, you can listen to them on the Cat Extra website. That's if you type into Google Cat Extra Crew, that's the best way I found to do it. I'm sure there's other ways that are better but that is the best way cat extra radio crew you'll be able to find all the interviews on there on my pre-recorded show monday afternoon one till four or alternatively if you can't make them dates do not worry you've always got this podcast although it might be a little bit later on when the interviews come out so don't worry they will be coming out thank you so much for listening and i'll see you next week for our normal schedule of the podcast see you then